Hey friends, Kylie here, your host of Dream On with Kylie O'Miller, back for another episode with arguably the biggest name in the game, a hell of a teammate, and someone whose presence will leave you with nothing but smiles. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. These episodes are recorded from a live Zoom webinar that I hold through the KO17 Lacrosse app and are constructed into this Dream On podcast that you have found here. I hope you are gaining some insight from some of these episodes from the people that I have met through my lacrosse journey that have imposed so much of their wisdom on me. If you're loving our episodes so far, show us some love in the reviews and rate us five stars. Also, be sure to S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E. It would mean the world to us. All right, we've got another special guest this week, and I'm pumped to get right into it. Charlotte North is arguably the biggest name in the entire sport of lacrosse and beyond right now, and she just so happens to be my teammate on Team USA. Throughout this episode, we chat through the moments and memories made chasing after a gold medal. I asked Charlotte all about becoming the face of the sport during her time playing for BC and winning a national championship in 2021, and we chat about some memories of being roommates at Team USA training weekends. Despite winning the Tawarton Award two years in a row and now running her own company while playing professional lacrosse for Athletes Unlimited, what makes Charlotte one of the best is her love for her teammates her will to be the best version of herself in every way, and her desire to find joy in every moment of playing the game. We share a ton of laughs, get an insider scoop on what exactly the dialed-in consists of, and more. Let's get into it with the one and only Charlotte North. Here it is. All right, KO17 fam. Welcome to another Dream On podcast episode. We have probably the most special guest that we've had to date. And when I say her name, you're probably just going to scream because that's usually what happens when her name is said. <laughs> but we have Charlotte North on the Dream On Pod today. Charlotte, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm pumped. I'm, I've been waiting for, for this one. I'm so excited. Um, pumped too. Um, so those of you listening at home, if you don't know who Charlotte North is, I, I don't know why you don't know, but she is a two-time Wharton winner. She's a national champion with BC. Um, she has all of the accolades you can probably think of. I wrote down a couple, like, uh, your NCAA woman of the year nominee, SB nominee, all the awards, all American. She's most recently a gold medalist with team USA first overall draft pick in 2022 with athletes unlimited. Um, and she's doing all sorts of stuff with Ocho lacrosse and all her own little companies. So pumped to have you pumped to dive into all of it. And, um, before we start with everything and just like lack stuff, I always like to just kind of get into the mindset of our guests. So we start with off to a good start. So something that you are thankful for today, what's that Char? Ooh, I'm thankful for uh, my teammates on Team USA because uh, like you, we get to connect even if it's virtually um, when we're all in different spots doing very different things day to day. Um, and then we get to reunite, you know, um, every so often, but thankful for, for those relationships because they're, they're the best. hundred percent. I love it. All right. What's something you're proud to say that you've accomplished today for reference? It's four fifteen on a Thursday in September. Oh, I got to get up early and train a group of high schoolers. And then I got to go work out, um, with, uh, a cool group of athletes here in Boston. Um, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm proud of those, those two things that I've done today. Love that. Nice early start. And you got it all, all done nice and early. Yeah. 
All right. Last but not least, what's something that you're pumped to go and chase? Might be like with the rest of your day or in the coming years, what's something that you're pumped to chase? Um, I'm very pumped to chase the dream of getting lacrosse into the Olympics. Ooh, I like that one. A lot of people end up with like a very like close goal, like almost something oh, yeah, like in like the next coming yeah. months. Yeah. But I like that you're going, you're going big on us, which yeah. I don't know why I'm shocked by that, but I love it. I love yeah, it. it was, on, it was on my mind today. I think that's why. Yeah. Okay. All right. Can't wait to hear more about that after the episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're thinking future Olympics, right? Let's start in the past. So you grew up in Dallas, Texas with four siblings yep. playing all sorts of sports. And um, I know that you started off with basketball as your first love. So what was that like growing up in Texas, playing multiple sports? Like, what was your first introduction to lacrosse like? It was crazy. It was a little later than probably uh, the people you grew up around playing lacrosse. Because like you said, I was very into basketball. I actually, in my fifth grade journal, every time they asked us, what do you want to be when you grow up? I put WNBA player. And I, uh, and I just had that dream set for so long. And I, and I watched games and I, I loved it. I literally just went out and shoot, shot hoops every day. Um, but I didn't know what lacrosse was at that point. So um, once I got into middle school, I didn't play a spring sport. I played field hockey and I played basketball. And then in the spring, I would just play travel basketball um, year round. And then um, my friends at school were like, all right, like, come, come play with us on the lacrosse team for our school in seventh grade, I think it was. And my friend let me borrow her stick. It was like this beat up um, <laughs> pink. I don't even know what brand it was. Leather pocket, but had like, instead of like stick tape, it had like green duct tape on it. And oh it was, no. Like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what is this? Like, this isn't hockey, but we weren't really familiar with hockey either because it wasn't at my school and it wasn't huge in Texas. Um, it was usually just, you know, everything was around football, basketball, um, things like that. And so... I was like, all right. And um, I immediately loved it. I, I loved just the atmosphere of the sport. I loved that it was outside. I loved that it was, you know, it required and displayed athleticism, but every, every single player had a different style. And then, you know, I played it for my school in middle school. And then once I got to high school, I had, I'd played on the varsity team, um, but we weren't very good. And then after my freshman year, um, I played for a, a private school, Episcopal School of Dallas, and we played in a smaller conference. Um, but my um, high school coach, the the rest of my time there, came in my sophomore year, and she took over the club team that was local there, known as Grit Lacrosse. And um, she is amazing. Her name's Maggie, and she she took over, and she just kind of allowed me to find my love for the game, and kind of steered me in a direction where she allowed me to learn so much about the game. She she played at Georgetown. She coached at Syracuse. Um, and she's just, she's been all over and she's, she's super involved in the sport. And so she did such an amazing job and, um, took over our program and, and we became, you know, a winning program and we ended up winning state my senior year. And, um, I just loved everything about it. I just would be asking her questions after practice. I'd be trying to get, you know, YouTube videos from her and highlights of, you know, favorite players that I would start to watch in college, like Kayla, Kayla trainer. And then, um, you know, she was like, uh, I, I would just not want to put my stick down and I would go to the wall and <laughs> I loved every part about it. And then she was like, I mean, we could sit down and talk about college. And I was like, wait, what? Like, uh, I don't know. I, I always thought I would play basketball in college. Um, if I had the opportunity and then, um, 
that kind of, you know, is where it all started. One thing led to another. Yeah. I mean, listen, I love that story. And, you know, I know from knowing you that like Maggie's such a special person in your life. And I think when you think back to like just starting and like first falling in love with the game, you said a lot about just like, honestly, having your stick in your hand and like Mm -hmm. watching and learning from videos and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. What do you think? So this is kind of like a fun question for me even to think about, but when you look back on like when you were younger, maybe you were 15, 16 years old in high school or something like that. Do you have like a special memory that sticks out in your head? Like maybe a play in a specific game or, um, you know, maybe losing a big game or something that you'll just never forget. Like what is one of those memories from like your early on lacrosse? Yeah. I love that question. I definitely have a lot that rushed to my mind. One that sticks out is, so Maggie came in my sophomore year and obviously, you know, our program, it was, it was a solid program, but we just kind of took off when she got there. And, but it was, it was unexpected how, you know, quick the turnaround was. And we, um, the very first year she was there, I was a sophomore and she, you know, we had gone through the first part of the season and we were all kind of getting to know her coaching style and everything like that. And it was so awesome, awesome environment, so competitive every day everyone just was really bought in and and was really getting better each week, but we ended up losing our first four to five games. I would say we were like, Oh no, like, uh, here we go. Like we didn't have high hopes for the season, I guess. And then we get to playoffs and, you know, we had won a few games. We actually beat our rival for the first time in like, I don't even know how long in the school's history. And we were like, we won by one and we like celebrated like crazy, you know, thought we won the national championship. And then, um, (laughs) And then we go into playoffs and we go on this crazy run and, and we, um, we upset this, this top seed coming out of the South of Texas um, in the semis and made it all the way to the finals. And it was just an unbelievable experience. Cause we, you know, we always joke that, you know, we started from the bottom. Like we literally play <laughs> that song going into games, like on the bus. Um, and we played the, the final, the championship at this field in Fort Worth and Fort Worth doesn't have any lacrosse teams or they didn't at the time. And, you know, it was a small grass field, barely any stands. I mean, there was a fence around, there were parents standing at the fence and um, it was just crazy. And when we looked around we were like, we're really playing in this championship game, like like us, this team, like, and it was crazy. Cause we just like laugh how, you know, we grew from from something and and we made it to that point. And then from them, then on, we really, uh, we really excelled because of Maggie and because of, you know, the culture she built there, but that was a really cool moment. I love that. I love that you mentioned like the, those little moments too, where you can like picture yourself back on the field and you picture the fence and you're like, what is going on right now? Like just those pieces you could go back into. Yeah. That's really cool. I felt like I was there. Um, Taking a quick little time out from our episode here to say a massive thank you for listening Dream On started off as a way to have conversations with some of the people that I've been lucky to come in contact with and really dig deep into what makes them tick and how they've become so elite in their spaces. If you're enjoying these conversations as much as I have been, please consider rating us with a solid five stars and leave us a review. I love hearing all of your incredible thoughts on how we can continue to dream on together with these episodes. Oh, and subscribe if you're feeling cool. All right, let's get back to our guest. So you talked a little bit about too, how Maggie kind of sat you down and was like, okay, are we going to do this in college? Or how was that once that conversation happened? And then you were kind of like, okay, maybe I should, you know, lacrosse should be my spot. And how did we find, you know, 
what a lot of people don't know, might not know about you is that you went to Duke <laughs> for two years first, yeah. right? Yeah. So how did that end up? Yeah, so um, she encouraged me to come out for the club team and uh, not that many players from my high school at the time had played um, club lacrosse. So I wasn't very familiar. So then when Maggie came in, told me about, you know, the atmosphere of club lacrosse. I, I mean, I was obsessed with the sport. She was like, you should come try out. And so I tried out and I met so many amazing people just in the area who I would never have met if it weren't for the club program, because, you know, we went to different schools, but um, went and tried out and I kind of got familiar with the, you know, the club landscape, the going to tournaments, the getting in front of coaches and things like that. So she was like, if this is something you want to pursue and, you know, I was obsessed again. Like I, I would not put my stick down and walk around the house, literally cradling, like tossing the ball against not the right walls that were not sturdy <laughs> enough. Um, but literally like uh, watching TV and stuff like that. And I was, I was so obsessed and she was like, all right, let's sit down and talk about like realistic goals. Let's put them on paper. Like, let's look at them. And I just was like, I don't even know where to start. Like, I don't know, like if I can do this, I, I didn't, I lacked a big piece of like self-confidence in high school and Maggie was just so amazing in, in that, you know, area where she was like, no, no, no. Like you can go to these tournaments and you can play on the same field as players from other areas. And you can, you can, sh you can show that you're, you can hang and you can, you can prove it to yourself. You can prove it to your teammates and to these coaches that might come watch you play. And um, obviously, you know, it was a little scary to, to be, you know, the kid coming from, from Texas, but Obviously we had, we had players before us that came, um, you know, Taylor Thornton came from the Hockaday school right down the road, our rival. Um, and she went to play on at Northwestern and she was amazing. She was an all American there. And she was someone we all looked up to um, as a trailblazer from our area. And um, so, you know, it was definitely scary being in that position. Um, but Maggie really helped me, you know, realize, you know, what, what I had in me kind of that self-belief, self-confidence and then um, I got to, we, I only went to a few tournaments because I started, you know, after my sophomore year of high school, happened pretty fast. I went to a couple tournaments with our club team and, um, you know, Maggie and, and the other coaches got me in front of, in front of them. And um, I was fortunate enough to be recruited by, uh, by Duke, like you mentioned, um, at one tournament. And then it happened going into my junior year. I went on a visit quickly after that, loved the campus, loved everything about it um wanted to compete in the ACC um I actually had previously been obsessed with their basketball program their women's basketball program um mm -hmm. in my middle school days and I'd watch them and idolize them actually fun fact the the Las uh Vegas Aces the ones that just won the, mm -hmm. the WNBA championship Chelsea Gray she was obviously she was the most outstanding player of the tournament but she was actually at Duke basketball camp that I went to when I was fifth sixth grade <laughs> And I literally like turn on the TV to this day and I'm like, oh my God, I was literally coached by her. I know Cameron her. Indoor. Like <laughs> literally, I was the crazy fan. Like I just, it's so cool. Like to me, I don't know, random fact, but um, <laughs> yeah, I love the canvas. I loved athletics. I loved academics. I loved all of it and the coaches and it was awesome. Um, and so, yeah, I played my first two years there. I was terrified going in freshman year, but again, I would call up Maggie and be like, am I really playing college lacrosse right now? Like oh my God, like, I don't know if I can hang and she would, she would be amazing. And, um, she helped me in that transition, of course. And then, um, after my sophomore year, I entered into the portal and then, uh, and then we, we went from there. The and ended history, up in huh? Boston College. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Well, that's, I guess, my next question, right, is something you mentioned, which I think is really, really interesting, especially for our listeners, like, who are looking at you now, they'd be like, what, Charlotte North ha had no self-confidence in, in high school, right? And, um, and then even going into, like, right, you said your first two years at Duke, and then entering that transfer portal, finding BC, like, what do you think you learned from that quick transition? Like you said, like, oh, my God, I'm playing D1 lacrosse in your first couple of years, and you took all of that. What did you learn there? you took into BC when you finally did get there? Oh, I learned a lot. I think, you know, I learned a lot going, you know, from high school with Maggie, like I mm -hmm. said, and then um, into college. And of course, that's a, a super scary transition, no matter where you are. Um, leaving home, going, you know, especially to play a division one sport at a really competitive school. Um, but, you know, I had great senior leaders that, um, that year that I came in my freshman year great teammates. It was, it was so awesome. They brought all of us in, showed us the way, you know, taught us, you know, what life was, was like as a division one athlete, um, trying to, you know, compete at the highest level. And then, you know, again, when I, when I decided to enter the portal after my sophomore year, um, Maggie was another, you know, rock for me in that, that situation. And, you know, we would just, you know, talk back and forth and she just was so helpful and just, you know, hearing, you know, my thoughts, how much I've learned, how much I've grown, um, and, you know, allowing me to just really see and set goals for myself, um, for the rest of my career. And, um, that was awesome. And again, I, I, right when I entered in the portal, I got, I was lucky that I got, I got the first phone call from Acacia and, um, just hearing her talk about everything she's built at BC and, um, the culture of, of winning and the culture of just, you know, teammates and relationships and loving each other. And, um, being a family, it's just, it's, it's really crazy how, how it kind of came to life in my experience the next few years after that. And I'm just so lucky that I got to, you know, be coached by her and her, her other staff and um, just get to know all the great people at BC. I love it. I think something you mentioned too, in that last piece is like the culture of the BC locker room and everything. And one of my favorite conversations to have now that we're like post-college and um, you know, some of the really cool things about playing pro lacrosse and then being on the U.S. team is that everyone kind of went to different spots and we mm -hmm. all used to be opponents and we didn't really, didn't quite care to know what was going in the, on in the other right. locker room right yeah. when it was happening. But now it's kind of really intriguing to me to know like, okay, what was going on in those huddles or what were some of the traditions at BC that you guys had that might be unique to like another college program what were some of those things that you find really special and really unique to like playing for BC I love that point because it's so true everyone comes from such different places and you don't kind of get into it until you leave I guess because you're so in mm -hmm. your own you know your day-to-day -day, you know trying to trying to get to the top and, and be successful um but it's it's so awesome to hear just you know highlights of, of everyone else's college experience and programs because there are so many great ones out there, obviously, mm -hmm. um, but so many things stick out to me. I, I got to say the first one, like I said, it's just the the family atmosphere. You know, we, Acacia preaches it all the time and we're, we're just so connected, but beyond that, you know, we're connected to the people who played before us who, you know, we maybe never had a chance to play with or share a locker room with. Um, and then, you know, beyond that, it's just, it's so cool to see, you know, people of the BC lacrosse greater family, whenever you see them or you hear them or they give you a call or reach out, things like that. Um, it's just, it's so, it's so strong. 
Um, and that's just a, a huge credit to the coaches. I mean, they, they work so hard every year on, on the culture of the program. And, um, you know, I think in any great program and, and team, that's the foundation, right? It's like mm-hmm. you know, X's and O's come after that. And that's, that's the base layer that, you know, is needed to, to be successful. And, um, you know, that's something I learned from them and it's something they do such an amazing job of. Um, and I guess to tie into that, um, the relationships, it's like the, the coolest part of the sport. Right. And, um, yeah. another thing I learned at BC is just, that's, that's the, the best thing that you take away. Right. Nobody will remember in 10 years or 15 years who won or lost what game, but when you have, you know, those connections that truly last forever, um, I think that's like the most, you know, valuable piece and, um, same thing with, with every other team, um, mm-hmm. that I've been lucky enough to be a part of. It's, it's, probably the best part of this sport is how it brings people together. Hey guys, Kylie here. A short break from our conversation to remind you to check in on our social channels. You can find little snippets from our episodes on Instagram at at dream.on underscore pod. And if you're a lacrosse stud looking for a unique way to train and develop into the best version of yourself, like our guest here most definitely has, check out the KO17 lacrosse app in the app store. That's KO17 one seven lacrosse and at d r e a m period o n underscore p o d on instagram come join the fam and we can keep dreaming on together okay enough of that we back so well said i can't even add anything to that i think we're just gonna <laughs> clip that right there um <laughs> mic drop charlotte north and episode's over and um <laughs> and we're done uh just kidding everyone we're gonna continue but because we want to ask charlotte about winning all her championships because she has quite a couple of them um and i think like you're mentioning right the culture and the relationship building and the chemistry and all the stuff that's deeper than like you said x's and o's and on the field um, is really what culminated a lot of your personal success and also your team's success. Um, so I know you're probably going to answer these questions a little bit differently, but I have known you for a couple of years now, and I know that you're a competitor and I've known that since the second we like started talking about any sort of anything. Um, for those of you out there, me and Charlotte have been roommates on pretty much every single team USA trip. Um, yes. And it's incredible because she tells me, yeah, (laughs) she tells me about, um, you know, this game, or I'm so excited about this one, or I can't wait to play four square in, in, in the the common room. Don't even get started on that. (laughs) But like, it's even the smallest of games that you wouldn't think would matter too much, matter a lot to you. And that's just like that heart of a competitor. Right. So like, I guess my question for you, before we get into actually like standing on the field and like the confetti following of the championships like where did that like mentality of a competitor come from for you was it inspired by something or were you just kind of bored born with it I don't know I I definitely consider myself super competitive person I think you know that kind of competitive nature and environment um it's like fun to me so I think that goes hand in hand with like where I'm so passionate about a competition it's because it's also you know what fuels like my fun so um lacrosse or something like you know not as serious and intense it's still you know it's super competitive for me like you said but um I don't know I like I've always loved sports because I don't think you can get that that feeling anywhere else and so you know watching cheering for a team or 
playing. It's like, it's so, it's such a unique experience and feeling. And so I think that's why my whole life, I've just loved sports and love being around sports and playing other sports and lacrosse, obviously. And um, just being such a, an avid, fan, uh, avid fan of the sports world. Love it. Um, seriously, don't play any sort of like card game or anything with this girl. Um, she will <laughs> win. <laughs> so. I don't know that that one game they were playing um, down the hall in uh, what was the game? Oh, Catan. Uh, yeah, Catan. I don't know if I could <laughs> hang with that one. That looked like a brains game that I could not follow. Every time I walk by, like, I'm like, what? trying to figure what? it out. What are you guys doing? They played for like days at a time too. Days. I don't know. My patience isn't on that level, but yeah, it's no. okay. <laughs> yeah I was the referee for Foursquare but I, I loved it because every every single time you guys looked at me like was it in I was like sure sure <laughs> and then there'd be fights there'd be some kind yeah. of dispute oh so much fun um but okay going back to BC really quick before we get into more Team USA stuff but you finally hoist that trophy in 2021 explain those feelings to me walk me through that feeling Oh my gosh, it was an unbelievable day. I think, um, honestly, the coolest part, you know, it was all surreal. It, it all felt like a dream. Um, but when the coaching staff ran over to us and the, the tears coming down from Acacia's face and the tears from our fifth years and seniors who weren't coming back the next year and then running that trophy at that moment over to the alumni who were in the stands also in tears it's just it was like a moment of it all coming together where it was like Sam was holding the trophy and it was all the years that she'd put in and worked so hard for and was the whole you know one of the the reasons we were there and then it was her teammates in the stands and them holding it together and then it was the years before that and then it was Covey Stanwick and Sarah Manley and you know all those all those players who came even before them who had built the culture that you know I mentioned and with the coaching staff it was just it was the coolest thing because it's it's something you know everyone chases and it's like to see what all those people had done and contributed to the program that might not have you know exactly turned out into you know a championship in their years it had contributed to ours in so many ways and um it was just a moment of like the whole family coming together and celebrating um something that had taken you know years and years and years of hard work to achieve and um it was just, it was surreal for sure. I love it. There's a couple um, pictures that like, I don't know about you, but I'm also a big, you know, avid sports sports fan, of course. And there are just like some photos and some video grabs that like stick out in your, yeah. in your memory. And there's yeah. one, of course, from that 2021 year. And I was, of course, looking through your Instagram for some photos for this episode and stuff, but yeah. I already knew this one was there because it was just like one of those like iconic pictures of you hoisting the trophy and yeah. I forget what the caption is but it's something like like woke up still champs pretty much but <laughs> yeah. like yeah, yeah, something yeah. around that and it's just <laughs> it was so cool you know like obviously I'm I'm a Seawolves fan I'm not an Eagles fan but like it was so cool <laughs> to see and know you know like you said yeah. as an alumni like knowing that that whole team was chasing for that the alumni were chasing for it the coaches were chasing for it, it just means so much day in and day out that like mm -hmm. all of those emotions probably came rushing right through you, you know, um, it's really, oh, yeah. really cool to see, but taking that into the last couple of years, you go right off of that into this whole whirlwind of team USA preparation for the world championship 2022. So can you talk about your first time 
getting the kind of call up to um to kind of come to a training weekend with Team USA what was that like yeah oh my gosh so I remember I was a senior not a fifth year and they announced like the tryouts and so we got that email and it and then something happened COVID postponed it, it delayed it a little bit right mm-hmm. I think it the was like tryout. something like that or tryouts and then there was a big delay or something along those lines yeah 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 and so then obviously I was like oh my god what like it was a dream like again I talked to Maggie like what are your ultimate lacrosse dreams like what where do you want to go in your career and I always was like Team USA is a complete dream obviously like that I would work, you know, day in and day out with that, that goal in mind too, as a long-term goal, but never really, you know, visualize it happening. And, um, when that happened was, you know, I was like, oh gosh, uh, like freaking out. And I was like already nervous month and month and month and month in advance. (laughs) Um, and, but it was really cool. And then, you know, after the tryout, it was so cool getting to just meet all those people and, um be on the same field and look around and just everyone was in you know the same USA penny and it was really really cool um and then after that you know getting asked back um and getting to be roommates obviously and go to uh, (laughs) a training weekend it's just the environment was just so surreal because it was all of all of the people that I looked up to watching in college and watching highlights, including yourself weekend out and weekend and week out and watching college games and watching, um, you know, team USA games that were streamed, you know, even if it was an exhibition game or whatever it was. Mm. Um, and I just was like, am I really here? Like, this is insane. Um, and it was so fun. Like it was every, you know, session had something, you know, something more. And it was just, it was awesome getting a chance to know the players off the field and to play with them on the field and then to continue on in that process. Um, I was just very lucky and grateful for that because obviously gave us so many incredible experiences um, that we'll always remember for the rest of our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I can't say it any better. I mean, it's so like such a surreal feeling when you finally get to training camp and you're like, literally that same exact feeling I think happens to me still every time, like you look around Yeah. And you just have one of those like moments you're like she's on the same team as her and me like you know yeah, you yeah, look yeah, down yeah, yeah. Penny, you're like wait me too you're like, like wait my locker's me? next to Taylor <laughs> yeah. Cummings okay yeah okay yeah. that's the one okay right right, right. that's so yeah, funny yeah. um I'll tell a funny story about my <laughs> that, that makes me think about that so my first training weekend I was uh I believe a junior at Stony Brook that I got invited to and we went into the locker room for one of the sessions or whatever and at that point this was the 2017 World Cup team um, before that it was the training team so like Kelly Berger was still on the team um, Ali Carey Sarah Bullard like all legends and I just remember my locker was next to Kelly Berger's and I remember um, her and someone else I think it was Sarah Bullard was squeezed in between these two like vets and I was just like you know little like 20 21 year old Kylie yeah um, just like hey guys like you know <laughs> making conversation like hoping they liked me and everything and then I remember you know like we were playing a game and you got to take your jewelry out so I was you know taking my my three jewels out of my ears and like that's it and people were taking off their wedding rings and like their engagement rings and I was looking around like oh my god am I old enough to be here like <laughs> you know like, it was just oh. one of those moments I was like oh my gosh like you said like just really yeah. like 
breath taken back and you kind of like get back into like your 12 year old self you're like okay is this like really happening all right I gotta get my game face on (laughs) oh my gosh yeah it was it was really cool because this summer um I went from being a fifth year captain to with Emma and and Allie to mm -hmm. the three youngest ones on the team so it was it was a it was a cool dynamic and I just I felt like I was starstruck all the way up until the end where I just was like did that just happen (laughs) I was just like (laughs) Oh my God. And I, I, I thought it was just, it was so cool just to see up close and just feel like the leadership of the, the veterans and um, just mm-hmm. see how they, how they, you know, did their thing. And um, just to get to take that all in was really special. Yeah. I think that's one of the most special parts for me too, is just like being able to see how some of the best players in the world lead and like mm-hmm. handle adversity and handle like mm-hmm. success and all those moments. And like, Mm-hmm. Those are things you don't learn without being like next to all of those people. You know, you mm-hmm. could see it from the outside in one way or another, like on social media, but you mm-hmm. learn so much just being in those oh, puddles. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But anyway, one more time talking about the confetti. What did it feel like to pick up that gold medal? This one? Finally. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that was so cute. Uh, <laughs> <What do you laughs> think? Uh, should we burn them? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh it was so I mean oh my god that would gosh. be so I, funny <laughs> I literally like can't I will never forget um when we when the horn blew and we were on the field and it was like honestly it was like raining a little cold mm-hmm. like really weird conditions but it was like all the one all the older people that I looked up to who have unfortunately but deservedly so retired mm-hmm. were crying and I just was hugging them and everyone and I just was like I, it was just like a bittersweet but also like mm-hmm. insane feeling to see like Taylor go up and get her medal and Kayla go up and get her medal and Alice and Liz and Becca and literally all of them I just was like these people have done so much for our sport and like mm-hmm. for them to have it all culminate in this gold medal which they all just dominated and just played incredibly and led just fearlessly and were just so amazing in every aspect and I just was like that is it was so cool it was so special I love that I think I think any other person probably would have talked about how they felt in the moment and you were just talking about literally how everyone else was making you feel and I think that's really really cool um, just speaks volumes about Charlotte people who are listening. Um, I think that's really, really awesome. Um, all right. Can we just like really quick before we get off the field, off lacrosse stuff, like, yeah, can yeah, you explain yeah. to the people what the dialed in is? Oh gosh. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's a very serious business. I'm working, uh, nine to five, some call it 25, eight, but you know, I work around the clock here in Boston, uh, running administration, you know, um, some call me housekeeping, but I like to do, you know, the nitty gritty work um, of the operations. Um, Kayla Trainer, she's our CEO. She oversees most things that happen, everything. You know, she goes to a lot of conferences in different locations to get, you know, some tips for our business. Um, and then Allie, um, the third out of the four members, she runs marketing. So she does, you know, UC dialed in, you know, we, we, we're big on our brand. So, you know, we, we like to 
to make it known nationwide. Um, so she's done a great job there. And I, you know, am working here remotely in Boston. Um, but when we come back together, um, you guys can come visit the dad at any time. Um, our, we've had Kylie actually herself was an employee of the day. I think she was one of the first ones. Um, but you know, our criteria for employee of the day is very strict. Um, it's very hard, um, to be a nominee. Um, and so it's a really, you know, it's probably even better than anything you've achieved in your career, to be honest. Um, it's, um, you know, if you'd like to know the criteria, we can, you know, put in an inquiry. Um, but, um, we can send you an email real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That would be um, Charlotte at dialedin.inc um, if you want to reach me. Um, but but yeah, no, it's great. It's uh, the business is expanding, um, and you know we just started this summer um, in Towson, mm-hmm. Maryland, and that's where you know we headquarter. Um, but but yeah, it's, it's a great business, and we have great employees, um, and we get together every night. Um, sometimes it's ladies night those are the best nights um but yeah most nights are ladies night yeah 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 but you know it's it's a great experience of the doubt and great vibes always good vibes that's rule number one when we talk about our culture it's good vibes good vibes okay well for those of you listening the tiled in um as charlotte just explained was something that really kept us together um and kept us going during our 10 day span <laughs> um in the thousand dorms with with the U.S. team this past summer and uh Charlotte is I know she says she's director of operations and and housekeeping and all that good stuff but she was pretty much also the founder so um, yeah 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 incredible I guess guess the founder but Kayla's the CEO you know okay yes of course it all started off the hat everyone nobody even knows how it started but it all started when we walked on to Johnny U for our first practice when we were getting our six check you remember and then yes, like, okay. um, we ha- didn't have our sticks and we were warming up. And I said, we had just found out our rooms that day. And I said, okay. we were warming up and I said, Kayla, where are you sleeping the night? And she, she was like, what? And I was like, the dialed in. And she was like, you're a freak. I was like, cool, 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 cool. So then I made the and, poster outside our wall. And then we just ran with it. Yes. Yeah. Um, as you should. No, it's incredible. I think that's something like... <laughs> Yes, we'll never forget the gold medal, but we will most definitely be 80 years old and think about the dialed in um, yeah, forever yeah, yeah. as well. <laughs> so, okay, off, off the lacrosse field, outside of your gig with the dialed in, um, what's Charlotte like off the field? What are some of the things that like you fill your days with? What are some of the things like outside of lacrosse that make you happy? Yeah, um, outside of lacrosse. So day to day. Hard question, right? I know. I'm trying to think because I love playing, obviously. I love coaching. Um, I love hanging out with friends. Um, I love eating good food. Love. Mm. Literally love. Like if you're a football fan on a Sunday and you're eating wings and buffalo chicken dip, that's like heaven. <laughs> okay. Perfect Sunday. Um, and the Cowboys get a win. Duh. The Cowboys. Of course. Um and let's see what else a lot of my life revolves around sports watching sports coaching lacrosse um I get it what's a typical day in the life look like for you these days wake up get my starbucks because I'll be uh already know the order yeah uh, (laughs) roommates know each other's starbucks orders or duncan but usually starbucks 
um, of the time Starbucks. Yeah, eat breakfast, go work out, um, and I'll probably you know shoot a little bit um, after a workout, get some shots up, and then um, I will. I'm currently finishing my master's degree, so I'll do a little bit of work there if I have the time. Um, if not, I'll do most of the like admin stuff for my for my business. And then I head out to coach starting at like four and I'll do some groups. I'll do some different ages and sometimes weekends I'll travel and do some clinics um, that will get, get up and running soon. Um, but that's about it. Cook dinner. Maybe it. if I'm feeling maybe. up for it, <laughs> maybe, maybe if we have the time with my roommate. All right. So <laughs> what's next in the life for Charlotte? You're running a business continuing to play what's next yep I am um honestly I think my main goal is to connect obviously with the next generation of lacrosse players which I love doing I love you know any chance I get to you know really dive into to the next generation and individually you know everyone's stories I think it's so cool how that that is a part of our sport and it connects us you know on the whole and then you know, more, more of a bigger goal is, um, you know, pushing lacrosse to, to become, you know, bigger professionally, bigger, um, nationally, bigger internationally. Um, and hopefully, you know, one day we'll be playing, um, in the Olympics down the line. Let's, let's hope, but, um, there's so many people working hard for that goal to be achieved, which is amazing. And, um, yeah, I, I, I want to help grow the sport as much as I can. Um, and just stay involved, you know, hopefully at a bunch of different levels. Love it. All right. Before we get our, to our questions from our KO 17 fam, which they did a wonderful job with, by the way, I told you they'd be excited to hear Charlotte North. Um, we like to end with a little bit of inspiration. So this is kind of like a double-sided question. So on the first side of it from someone special in your life, maybe a mentor or coach or special person in your life, what is one piece of advice that you've taken from them that you've just kind of like carried on throughout your entire life? That is really amazing. I got to stay on the theme because Maggie's taught me so much and there's a lot that she's taught me about life. I'll give you two. I'll give you one, one thing that I learned from her was can't is a choice. So anytime you say you catch yourself because a lot, you know, day to day, you, you kind of build habits and you, you say things and it's like, oh, I can't, I can't do that. Or like, you don't really notice it, but it's like, you catch yourself once you like, think about it, you know, like Mm -hmm. when, when something's in your, in the front of your head. Um, and it's like, it seems simple, but it's like, you can literally catch yourself saying that about this, the littlest things. And it's like, wait, no, that's a choice. I can choose to like change that. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I can do it if I want, if I, if I want to, if I set my mind to it, I can, Mm. no matter how big or how little it is. And, um, something, I guess it's not really like a phrase like that, but it's something that I learned from Acacia is that, um, in life, I guess it's more of like a a bigger life thing. Um, whatever kind of fills your cup or fuels your passion is what you should seek out because without passion, there's no point of doing anything right so Mm. whatever you you choose to spend your time on or who you spend you spend your time with um we talked about it a little bit at us right with um dr packer but 
um, mm-hmm. choosing to, you know, pick the, the path that fuels your passion the most is, is what's gonna, you know, keep you feeling, feeling your best and, and drive you and motivate you to, to continue to push and, and go for more. That's amazing. I'm going to write both of those down um, when we're done here, but on the, <laughs> on the flip side of that, so say you're Acacia or you're Maggie for the next girl. What do you hope that all of these young girls, young boys, people who are following you can take from you? That's also a great question. I think <laughs> um, I always come back in my head to like the number one thing that lacrosse has brought me is relationships and so much just like joy and it's joy with those relationships it's joy with the memories that you make with the people by your side and it's all this fun in the sport that I have been so fortunate enough to find through the people who have brought me to the sport and you know mentored me along the way um and so I hope that I can mentor anyone into feeling that joy and that fun and that passion in the sport while being you know surrounding yourself with amazing people and um just finding you know your innermost happiness playing and practicing and and things like that because I think at the root of it that is you know the the core that then drives everything else work ethic you know how to be a good teammate um you know uh just all the other things that come with you know being an elite athlete um, I mm-hmm. think that the core of all of that is that happiness that it brings you um, to then, you know, push you to show up and, and work hard and, and things like that. Um, so I, I hope that, you know, uh, nowadays there's so much like pressure in sports. There's so much, you know, um, there's so much focus and there's, you know, some people put, you know, a lot of pressure on themselves and there's outside pressures and there's, um, it's just, it could be a lot, you know, sometimes. So um, helping people find that, you know, innermost core um joy that the sport brings you is is what I love that's amazing well I can guarantee you that people are already finding that from following you so um we're gonna get to a couple of those people right now we have two or three (laughs) questions from our KO17 fam you like that segue that was good right um (laughs) yes um (laughs) stamp of approval there okay so from our KO17 fam. This one is from Kira Kirby. Why do you wear number eight or 88 with AU? So that's a good question. I, when I was going into my freshman year, not a whole lot of numbers were available, but I was 10 in high school, which is why I was 10 on US team also. Um, but I, um, I, I, there was not a lot of numbers available and eight was one of them. And I loved Kobe Bryant. Um, and I loved his book. I don't know if you guys have read his book, but, um, and his whole, obviously he's really known for his mentality, um, and his work ethic and his drive and his, how great of a teammate he was. You know, a lot of people talk about mama mentality, but it also goes with, you know, how he was as a teammate. Um, and so that was, you know, part of the reason. Um, and I stuck with it ever since. And I was lucky enough when I came to BC, actually Covey Stanwick was the legend of the Boston College lacrosse team who wore number eight. Um, and she was my high school coach for two years. She moved, she's in the, the famous Stanwick family and she had an incredible career at BC. 
she moved down to Dallas. She was an assistant to Maggie for two years. She was working in Dallas and helped out. And she taught me so much about the sport. And then when I decided to go to VC, she helped me so much in the adjustment and she helped me um, and taught me a lot in that you know time period. And then I was lucky enough to get to, to wear her number, um, which was really cool, um, full circle moment. And then when I got to AU, also not a lot of numbers available, but um, just double it up, right? Eight. So I thought, um, I thought to go with 88 and also side note, huge Cowboys fan, obviously the most famous wide receiver number on the Cowboys is number 88, formerly worn by so many greats, uh, Michael Irving, uh, Des Bryant, and now CD Lamb on the Cowboys. So uh, I think it's a, it's a cool uh, overlap. Okay, I don't think they expected that answer to be that long, but I I really love it. There's so, a lot of history. So well thought out. Um, so Charlotte North is not just Ocho for no reason. Um, <laughs> not, <laughs> not for no reason. All right, this next one is from Kayla Agari, and she wants to know what your workouts are like. That's a great question. I am lucky enough to go, I train with um, Mike Boyle. He as uh, a former um, BU hockey guy and he has started or he for a long time has worked um, for Mike Boyle strength and conditioning and he is just he's super smart and he is an amazing um, trainer and he just knows he knows the ins and outs of almost every sport uh, especially lacrosse and um, I'm lucky enough to get to train at his gym and you know with him and his people and um a community up there so it's awesome they're pretty much like to get into like the specific workout um it's you know agility a lot of um you know what is it called when you like um do jumping stuff <laughs> I think that's in agility agility and um yeah a lot of like uh cones med balls box jumps hurdles all of the above things like right? that and then do a lift of some sort you know something full body um try to hit hit a lot of areas and then um some sort of conditioning you know whether it's a, a run um some shuttle work a bike workout um things like that so try to so get like it all the variety there. right love it love the variety yeah. and I love the I love you know not just you know doing a ton of sprints one day and then doing a heavy lift another day, it's, you get a little bit of everything and you, and you get a lot of um, agility work, which is huge in our, our sport for sure. Yeah. Love that. All right. We're going to go on to our last segment here, which is called quick finishes. So kind of oh, like yeah. right on the crease, just like a yeah. quick little finish. So you're supposed to try to answer it as quickly as you possibly can. Like first answer that comes to your mind, but. Oh God, I'm sweating. Some no, I'm kidding. <laughs> some of our guests take a really long time, but you're a competitor at heart. So you're going to do great um okay you ready just random questions just to get yeah. to know you okay what's your all-time favorite movie oh salty or sweet snacks salty 100 love chips not really sweets person don't really love baked goods or candy it's weird i love soda though i was gonna say she's, she's a big soda girl love <laughs> one of your favorite athletes to look up to or follow Oh, the list goes on and on. Lacrosse-wise, probably all of our U.S. teammates, every single one of them specifically, 
those older ones that I mentioned, I've looked up to them for so long. Um, and they just, you know, they've been idols to me and great mentors for all of us, you know, who are younger mm -hmm. than them. And then beyond that, I've got to go with, oh gosh, there's a million, um, Sue Bird, who just retired, the go over women's lacrosse. I mean, women's basketball, sorry. My mind's always on lacrosse. Um, probably, <laughs> probably lacrosse too, if she tried. Yeah, honestly, honestly. if she tried. Um, and then so many, but I got to go with Steph Curry, men's basketball. Mm -hmm. He's done so much while being doubted for so long and kind of redefined his position in his sport. And, you know, he gets a lot of criticism for like that role, I guess, but it's so cool how he's just mm -hmm. such a boss and handles that. Love it. All right. What is a uh, one band or artist that you'd want to see in concert right now? Ooh, I'm a huge country fan, but I was supposed to go see Justin Bieber this summer, as I probably said 5,000 times at the World Cup. Um, and unfortunately, he had to cancel his, his tour due to health problems. I hope he's feeling better. Um, but I <laughs> Justin, really you hear was looking. Yeah, Justin <laughs> listens to Dream On. Spread it. Spread it. Spread Please it. And feel better. <laughs> but um if you hear this Justin I would really like for you to announce new tour dates because I'm really looking forward to it. I've looked forward to it my whole life and, and, and if you need watch. we have extra rooms at the dialed in <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I could totally cover for you um but yeah I, if you could get all my employees and employees of the day tickets too that'd be great thanks thanks so much that that would be me as well so yes thank you yeah yeah, yeah. okay what's, yeah. what's your favorite place that you've traveled to Oh gosh, I gotta say, we just went to Paris and Barcelona with our Boston College team. We were so lucky to get to go on that trip. We played lacrosse actually in Barcelona. We played um, an awesome team that had players come in from all around Europe and we gave a little clinic that day too. And it was super fun just getting to see the, the you know, state of lacrosse over there um, and meet so many cool people. Um, and then we got to explore the city of Paris and the city of Barcelona. And those places were really, really cool. That's awesome. They're both on my list. All right, what's your go-to karaoke song? This should be easy. So many, but <laughs> oh gosh. Um, honestly. Bad by Ying Yang Twins, right? Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> and um, when, um, when we were in the, in the dorms and man I feel like a woman came on the first day that we got the got the mics up and running me and me and Alice were singing that was really fun yeah that's a good one I think it has to be a duet though yeah yeah, um, yeah for sure <laughs> duets are okay tacos yes they are tacos or pizza pizza one thing on your bucket list Like I would say, I've always wanted to travel to Italy. Um, and that's definitely on my bucket list. Is it fair to say bucket list play lacrosse in the Olympics? That's fair. More like a, I a like dream it. slash goal. Dream yeah. slash goal slash bucket, bucket list. list. I love it. Yeah. Hey guys, Kylie here. A short break from our conversation to remind you to check in on our social channels. You can find little snippets from our episodes on Instagram at, at dream.on underscore pod. 
And if you're a lacrosse stud looking for a unique way to train and develop into the best version of yourself, like our guest here most definitely has, check out the KO17 Lacrosse app in the App Store. That's KO17 Lacrosse. And at D R E A M period O N underscore P O D on Instagram. Come join the fam and we can keep dreaming on together. Okay, enough of that. We back. All right, last but not least, who is someone that you're grateful for? Oh my gosh, so many people. Um, One person you want to shout out on the Dream On Pod. And the first person that comes to mind that like, I think has played such a big role in not just being my teammate, but a mentor in my life is Kayla because I was fortunate enough to be coached by her and I'm so grateful for our relationship because you know ever since I got to learn from her and learn about leadership and learn about lacrosse and learn about being on a team and learn about life um, from her um, to then getting to be on the same team as her and you know even now that she's retired just knowing I literally at any moment can just pick up the phone and call her and ask her for her opinion or you know just check in and see you know anything like that life-wise lacrosse-wise it's just so I'm so grateful for our relationship and she just means so much to me so definitely got to be her there you go that was a good one I love it all right where can our listeners find more of you social media websites where can they find more of Charlotte uh definitely social media uh Instagram I uh, I guess I have my personal Instagram and then I have my my uh my business Instagram um mm-hmm. charlotte north lacrosse which is also a website charlottenorthlacrosse.com um there we and go. in the works i'd say but lots coming soon um where hopefully we can have more fun and play more lacrosse in more places together and yeah that's the goal all around the world i love it All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. That was a really, really awesome episode. We really dove into Charlotte's, all of her history and her whole journey and all of her medals and championships and trophies, but also just kind of like really diving into who she is as a person, which I think is really special. Um, And I hope that you all can see that because I know that I've gotten to know her very well um, from being your teammate. I'm very, very grateful for that. So Char, thank you for being on the dream on podcast i really really appreciate your friendship and your teammate ship thanks kylie you're the best i am so <laughs> lucky to know you and to watch all that you do for this great sport because everyone in the ko 17 fam is lucky oh thank you um all right dream on fam we will see you next time word 